This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And we say good evening to uh, Stampeder head coach Dave Dickinson for Tom's House of Pizza. Mr. Dickinson, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm excellent. Thank you very much. Are you a basketball fan tonight? Or are, you, are you heading out to the Dome? Uh, no, we had a... Uh, we're nice enough that we a lot of the team went to the Flames game last night. Okay. Just kind of, we knew it was a little bit farther away. I wouldn't be surprised if a big chunk of our players are there again. <laughs> um, came at a pretty good time. I'd like to go, like you said, but uh, we're already in the middle of game planning. So yeah, true, true, true enough. Hey, that's the one nice perk about uh, being owned by the Calgary Flames organization. You get you get a few perks like that, don't you? True, and they were. I asked, you know, when we have these long weeks, so uh, we had another nine day week early in the year. I took the guys or had the guys go to. Uh, did like an axe-throwing competition. So <laughs> I uh, thought I'd press my luck enough on something like that. We were thinking maybe curling or bowling, but uh, we did the hockey hockey game last night. And, uh, it was still good to get a lot of the guys together. Uh, you know, in, in saying that, Dave, I think that's important for the guys because, as, as you mentioned on Saturday after that game, you were exhausted. And, and because of what transpired in this city, we don't have to reset that. I, I'm, I'm sure everybody in that dressing room was just exhausted. You, you, sometimes you have to get away from the game, don't you? Yeah, and we'd had a tough stretch. We're still on a lot of games in a row, which are, I mean, it's what it is, but uh, this this will help. And then we have to refocus because we go five days in between games and six days. So mm-hmm. I really feel like for our team uh, to get away a little bit, but also, uh, you know, I do think, you know, we were going to be focused. We had energy for that last game. Now we got to make sure we, uh, uh, you know, stay that way because, you know, we ha- we were all exhausted and we have to find a way to, to make sure we're doing the right things, keeping detailed work and, and doing our best and i think it's important because whether you win the west or not you still want to be playing well at the end of the year that gives you your best chance to to make the great cup and so we're going to focus on that and in saying that, you know, we didn't know, the fans didn't know, and I'm sure you as a coach really didn't know how your team was going to come out and play that game in Hamilton. And and like you've done all season long, you didn't miss a beat. Your team has been a very, very fast starter this year, Dave. And, and boy, they, they came out as a focused bunch, and I'm sure they were all exhausted when it was all said and done. But, you know, to reel off 11 straight wins, to be undefeated in 13, you know as a player when you played this game how tough that is to do. Yeah, I mean, it seems uh, unrealistic if you think about it. But if you just break it down into, like, can we beat this one team, uh, you can do it. And that's where our guys have to understand. And I, I've cautioned them already on looking too far into the future. Um, you better live in the present and understand that uh, uh, this next game will require a great effort and will require all of our focus. And if we can do that, you know, I, st- I like our chances. But if we don't, um, you know, then you start basically uh, you might end up uh, tripping up a little bit and you, it's just one of those things I don't believe you need as a team. I've heard mm-hmm. people say, "Oh, you maybe lose once you refocus." Well, I don't think you need that. I think you should, if you got good leaders and if the guys can stay uh, mentally on top of it, uh, we need to improve and and we should be doing that. How important is it for this team to get a couple of days off? You're, you're away from the uh, away from the stadium for a couple of days. Gets saying that you know take take a, take a few days off, boys. You don't play again until Monday. Uh, this this break, you know, and it's not a full break, but it's a break. How important is it to the organization? I don't know. I, I think it was it helps, um, but I also I think our guys like coming to the stadium. They like working out. I don't even believe they like to practice, and I think that's why we're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our guys don't consider it like a grind uh, yeah we work hard and uh, we expect a lot from our players but i really believe they enjoy the the atmosphere of our locker room uh, 
we're listen. We're, we we do try to challenge them, but I'm I'm a coach that wants them basically uh, to enjoy it because football's too hard. If you just if you put so much pressure on yourself and you just it's all about just winning this game, winning this game. Well, sometimes it's not uh, doesn't go your way. So we've we've done a great job of keeping the mood light, but also uh, understanding the importance of the games. And and I, I like our team, and and obviously we've been winning. Stampeder head coach uh, Dave Dickinson, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock after a 36-17 win over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, you, you know, coach, it, it's it's threefold because number one, clinch a playoff spot. Number two, clinch a home playoff date. Number three, clinch the Western Final. So you're hosting that game here in Calgary, and, and and that's close. It hasn't been done yet, but I understand from the CFL, if you win this weekend and the BC Lions either tie or lose to Winnipeg, it can be done, and that that's almost unprecedented doing it this early in the season. However, the BC Lions, they don't seem to be going away, do they? No, I, I'll, I'll tell the people out there, there, any team in the West can beat uh, any other team, playoff team, I'll say. And even Stats is playing a lot better. So, mm. uh, I mean, you really want to win the West and you want to be playing well. And I, there's there's no way that uh, any of us will go into a one-game series and not know it's going to be a big-time game. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the cool part for us is it's our it's our destiny as far as in – we control it. Uh, we're not waiting for another team to lose. We go out there, win two games, um, we lock it up. So let's start out this week and go into Toronto. We've always struggled going to Toronto. It's just I don't know why, but we've uh, maybe it's t- people have a lot of family or a lot of people are from there. We have not done uh, played our best football in Toronto. So I still think uh, with them being on the brink of, of not making the playoffs here, they'll they'll um, give us their best and. I do think this will be a tough matchup for us. So you've had a chance to break down the Hamilton game. Uh, just your, your overall impressions of what the the boys uh, provided for you. Well, the energy was great, like you said, um, and they played with a purpose, and, the, and then we all know that that's, that's part of the battle, and, that, and a lot of times it can be enough to give you a win. We weren't uh, mentally uh, sharp in our assignments as we normally are. Um, we also, though, made up for that sometimes. It's just great, great effort and great heart, but... Uh, we were loose, as I like to say. There was a lot of mistakes. Um, one thing, I think our defense was in full attack mode, and, and I, I love that. I love when uh, we're not playing you know, stupid by just sending everybody all the time, but they were in full attack mode going after things. And offensively, I, like you said, we came out, uh, and, and I thought we were really sharp. And then we had a little lull, and I, th- I kind of expected that. Yeah, I'm not giving them an excuse, but I kind of expected that. But offensively, it's tougher to be everybody on the same page, and we were a little loose. So things to improve on it was a great win, but uh, the film didn't lie. There was lots of things we can get better at. Well, it's interesting you mentioned a little loose because I look back at that game and uh, I picked my turning point as the touchdown by Daniels in the second quarter, 59-yarder, great play because had a, before that play, the team was a little loose. They, they weren't really clicking after the good first quarter start, and that just you know seemed to pick your team up again. It did. We uh, we we saw what they were doing to us and uh, dialed up. We we have that. We have lots of places in our playbook, <laughs> but we had that one. And uh, we talked on the sideline. Hey, let's go to this next time we get in that situation. And Devaris uh, is so coachable. You know, we we put in a little bit different little action on that so that uh, we thought we could uh, generate the leverage we wanted. And and let's be honest, that was a perfect throw from both. So yeah. hit him in stride. Uh, because, you know, those are one thing. If you hit him in stride, you score if a little off here or there, you may complete it, then you have to finish the drive. And that was a big play. And he had a heck of a game. His dad and mom were in the, mm-hmm. in the stands, and, and I just thought he played a great game. 
Hey, his dad is a coach in the NFL with the Eagles, I believe. Did, did you have a chat to sit down and talk with him at all? I did, actually. I, um, his dad gave me a story. He played on uh, the Washington Redskins when Sean Taylor was, was murdered. Uh, safety for the Redskins, and um, his dad played 15 years in the NFL. Right. And, uh, but anyway, he said basically gave me some tidbits and that I shared with the team as well. And and I have a pretty darn good friend that's on the staff of the Eagles that I grew up in Montana with, played uh, a Grizz guy, so I knew of his dad. And I actually had been texting dad, kind of just saying, your son's doing a great job, and he'll get his chance, and uh, it's kind of all come true. So uh, it was good to meet him in person. Um, certainly a guy that I think uh, him and his mom... Uh, raised a virus the right way and he's been great uh, great addition for us i don't want to hog the conversation here uh, coach we're going to take a break we're going to come back and open up the uh, phone lines if you want to chat with uh, head coach dave dickinson of your calgary stampeders the phone lines are open one number does it all one number if you want to send a text one number if you want to give us a call 403-974-TALK 403-974-8255 you can follow us on twitter at sports on 770 you can email us jock at newstalk 770.com we're spending a half hour with your coach of the calgary stampeders dave dickinson is with us and this is sports talk with jock at the half hour with the coach brought to you by tom's house of pizza where pizza lovers feel at home enjoy delicious food made with quality ingredients at one of the five tom's house of pizza locations right here in calgary this is news talk 770 Always good to spend a half hour with the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. And how about your Stampeders? 11 wins in a row, undefeated in 13. That is a CFL record. Calgary Stampeders with another impressive 36-17 win on Saturday against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They get ready for the Toronto Argonauts Thanksgiving Monday. That is October the 10th. That's a 2 o'clock kickoff. So our pregame show here on the home of the Calgary Stampeders is on the air at 12.30 in the afternoon. The phone lines are open if you want to talk to the coach. 4039 talk 403-974-8255 you can send the same number for a text if you want to send the coach a text and it seems like we always get these texts coach so i may as well start it off darren asks can you please ask the coach for an update on carl lavoie and pierre lavertu <laughs> well pierre should be practicing this week um he's on uh, we did put him on six game back and uh we will. That is part of the, I guess, the strategy, salary cap wise, whether we use him or not. But he should be available. Plus, he has to prove to us that he can um, get sharp and practice and and be the Pierre Lavertu that we're we're used to. And and if he can do that, he has a chance to play this week. Uh, I'd like to get him back out there. I still think uh, uh, Spencer's done a nice job at at center, but I think Pierre is uh, the guy we want in there. Uh, Carl, unfortunately, I can't give you a big update. Uh, just want to hopefully he stays positive. Um, I know our team. We still uh, feel like if if he can somehow get healthy, he could help us this year. So um, we're we're working hard there, and he is too. But uh, doesn't look like a return this week. Since we're talking about the offensive line, this is not from uh, from one of our callers or listeners, but I'll ask you, uh, Dan Federkal, uh, could, could he play this weekend? Well, we're hoping. Um, I do think Dan is uh, certainly. Uh, I think he'll be available. You know, this is the same thing we're talking about a lot of times is, you know, how smart uh, can we be as far as we want to win, we want to win the West, and then we want everybody healthy for the stretch run. So there's a lot of delicate uh, balance right now in decision-making. And sometimes we don't necessarily have the right answer. We just go with what what our gut tells us. And, 
and also what the player can tell us. And uh, I think Dan uh, should be available, and if he is, I really think uh, we should put him in there. He's a good player. Okay. Kind of a fun question here from Fred. He says, uh, how come the coach isn't on Twitter? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, the interesting side on that is I, I really am not a fan of it. I, 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 I think that uh, you can get some great information off of it. I really do. I oh, think yeah, can, without a doubt. But I also, I, I, I don't know why people think I'm interested in what they're having for dinner or <laughs> that they went for a walk or this. Um, to me, <laughs> I've got kids, too. I, I, I think we kind of think we're all too important. So for me, Twitter is not something that I, I necessarily feel it will be a big part of my life. But as far as getting some information out there and having fun with people. But the other thing on Twitter, too, is, boy, you might even say something that you maybe in tongue-in-cheek and it doesn't yes. cro- come across the right way and boy it can cause a, a bunch of problems so as far as i'm concerned uh i'll leave that to the smarter people than me <laughs> and uh and maybe one year i'll smarten up and try it but not yet well it's kind of a funny story because uh, ohio state and michigan have a little bit of a war going on between their two coaches uh, urban myers and jim harbaugh and they, they both hit one million twitter followers this weekend but then according to twitter audit uh, 41% of Myers' uh, followers are not real, and 40% of uh, Harbaugh's r- r- Twitter followers are not real. So I-, I don't understand it sometimes myself, Coach, but uh, in our business they make us do it, so I'll continue on with, uh, right. with Twitter. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here as uh, we have Blair ready to go. Blair, you're on the air with Head Coach Dave Dickinson. Hey, Jacques. Hey, Coach. Hey, I have, a, I have a question. I know that over the last few years we just Paul was such, such a stud at that position. He, he's amazing. And I was one of those doubters coach at the beginning of the season. I thought there were so many changes. I didn't think you guys would do anywhere near what you're doing now. So I'm very, very pleasantly surprised. So I'm very happy, very excited. But now, in all reality, I know Jacques mentioned it a few times. And, you know, I'm hoping we hold the Grey Cup up again. And obviously that's your goal too and every other Calgary Stampeders goal. And that that would be two in three years. What kind of realistic thing do you think that – uh we could possibly lose both to the NFL if he keeps going the way he's going. Well, we do have him signed to a couple more years. Um, you know, when Bo signed that contract two years ago, uh, uh, you know, I I really believe he did it for all the right reasons because it wasn't like he was uh, breaking uh, the bank for our team. He understood he'd like to get a raise, and he had a couple more years left, so we gave him a raise, but it wasn't like he was asking for more money than any of the other quarterbacks. Um, to be honest, it's it's. I felt like uh, talent-wise, if someone would have given Bo the opportunity we gave him, I think uh, I think he could he could do it. But I think there's other people here as well. Um, whether or not that'll ever happen um, in another two years, he's pretty young. He's only 26. Uh, we would never. We want to have our best team as possible. But if someone's like a Brett Jones, um, Freddie Bishop, other players that have come for our advice if you uh feel like that's what you need to do um we will support that player um even at the expense sometimes of uh of uh brett jones's situation he had a zero signing bonus and uh he came up to huff and and talked with mark mueller and myself and he just had to do it in his heart he felt like he had to take a shot so he said go for it Bo, on the other hand i feel like um not to say he may not want to do it, but I do think that he wants to be maybe the best or one of the best in the CFL, and that's a, a goal of his. And 
in order to do that, um, you know, the longer he stays up here, he's he's progressing in that direction. I mean, no one's went one like he's won. And uh, as you watch his play this year, I think it's uh, continually getting better. So if it happened, it, it, it'd be what it is. I wouldn't necessarily like that. <laughs> but um, but I also uh, consider Bo, um, you know, almost like we're in a good working relationship. Uh, I, I would have his back, and uh, I'm sure he has mine as well. So that's the sort of relationships you, uh, you enjoy as a coach and a player. Blair, good question. Uh, Dave, I thought you handled that question very, very well, and uh, and kudos to you because, yeah, I, I wrote a blog about this last week, and, and, and last year on his 25th birthday, he did, you know, re-up his contract. He's under contract for a couple of more years, and my point was enjoy it while you have him, f- folks, because he may go, he may not, but the fact of the matter is he is establishing himself as one of the best-ever quarterbacks, and, and, you know, his winning percentages is off the charts. So, you know, if you're a Peter fan right now, enjoy what you got here in Calgary because we've had some great quarterbacks, you know, yourself, Henry Burris, uh, go down the list, Jeff Garcia, Doug Flutie. I can, I can keep reeling them off. We've been very fortunate here in Calgary. Yeah, I mean, uh, and we're trying to keep building. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think the one thing that uh, all quarterbacks need is, is a strong continuity. I, I don't think you can do it yourself. I think you, you know, certain guys are more talented than others, but you need to have, you know, the other pieces in place and, uh, one thing we always do here is we we develop them. You know, I'm not going to say my myself in there, but like Jeff developed. You know, I got a chance. Henry got a chance. Mm-hmm. And then once you do get your shot, then you feel like you're you have a chance to succeed, and you don't get your confidence all shot. Sometimes when you get out there too early and you have fail and you fail, you lose that confidence. You lose your edge, and all of a sudden you you can't seem to get it back. So I do think we do it right. Uh, it's a plan we've had for many many years, and. And like you said, Hope and Bo will be here for many, many more years to come. Dave Dickinson, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. Uh, this question comes from Darcy. He says, what are your plans for Cordero Law now that he's in the mix? Yeah, I'm really excited to get him back on the field. He's been uh, training. Uh, we had him out on the field, and he looks like he's in pretty good shape. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've seen him play, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he's got. Some guys go to the NFL and come back uh, Maybe a little different body composition. Uh, they like to beef him up down there, get him a little bigger. It looks to me like he's still nice and lean and has that extra, that edge pressure. Uh, I would like to get him uh, activated as soon as possible and, and let him play out, uh, play through some of those uh, kinks and, and some of the things that he probably needs to get used to back in the CFL. And I uh, would like to have him on the roster, obviously, for the playoffs. So to me, it was still a big signing. Um, he wasn't uh, able to commit long-term to us, which uh, I was disappointed in, but I, I'm going to take what I can get and then hopefully um, uh, keep him here in the off season. So when you say not committed long-term, he's just in for the rest of this year at this point? He just signed a one-year deal. Okay. Um, that was stipulations for every team that tried to get him. Okay. And, um, you know, we just feel like he's a Calgary Stampeder. I do, and I'm hoping he does too. I hope... Uh, you know, but he still has that NFL dream. He's just like I was. You get two years in the NFL, and you, that third year can be so important for you financially. And he still wants to see if he can do that. So um, we're just happy to get him in the fold. And um, I do believe he's an honest man, a guy that uh, will help us. And if we can work out a deal in the future, I think that would be a, a good thing for us as well. Good stuff. We've only got about a minute left, Coach, but uh, Jonathan weighs in on the text line, and he says, a question for Dave Dickinson. What is Tory Harrison's status, and will we be seeing Paris Cotton anytime soon? It's going to be an interesting week. Um, you know, Tory's unfortunately 
just seems to get little nicks and uh, hasn't had the the year I think he was hoping for. Um, you know, we've been getting a lot out of mess, which is good, but uh, certainly as a running back, that takes a, a toll on the body. So, uh, yeah, one of those two should be on. Probably, probably won't use um, ever use both. And Tory, I think, is closer to probable than questionable. So. I would think Tory would be uh, get the first shot at it this week. All right. Dave, as always, appreciate your time on a Monday night. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, good luck against the uh, Argos on Thanksgiving Monday. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to you, and uh, have a great week of practice. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Dave Dickinson, your head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. Of course, the half hour with the coach, brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza. Where pizza lovers feel at home, enjoy delicious food made with quality ingredients at one of the five Tom's House of Pizza locations right here in Calgary. Uh, we got to take a break. We're going to talk some basketball when we come back. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.